school my high school employed a blind janitor 100% totally blind and all the other kids would joke around that he went blind for masturbating too much and at the time I believed that I was just a kid I didn't know any better it wasn't until I got older wiser I realized that's just an old wives tale they used to use to try to explain why he was always masturbating. <laughs> I, uh, I, of course, live in Los Angeles. I've got a nice place, obviously. <laughs> My brother's been staying with me for a couple of weeks now, which has been awful. My brother's crazy. Even my neighbors hate him. The other day I opened up the door, I caught him masturbating. He looks me right in the eyes and goes, shut the door. I said, get inside. My family loves it when I put them in jokes. They love it. They'll be like, Anthony, please put me in your next joke. And I'll say, are you sure? Because I'm going to make you a pedophile. And they're like, we don't care. We shouldn't be a part of this thing you've got going on. So I wrote that joke, put my brother and I'm in Chicago, where he lives, doing a show. After the show, he comes backstage and I say, Mikey, what'd you think about that new joke, Joe? Like the shout out I gave you? <laughs> and he gets all uncomfortable. He goes, well, crowd seemed to think it was funny. But I think it's kind of weird that you've got a joke where you want to fuck me. I said, what, Mikey? No. No, Mikey, you're my brother. That's a joke about you masturbating in front of my house. And he goes, yeah. And then you're like, get back inside. <laughs> Just in case you guys are wondering whether or not my brother's a fucking idiot. My, my grandmother is suffering from dementia right now. Uh, she forgets who she is, wanders out of the house and gets lost for hours. It's a problem. Uh, so what I did is I tied a bell around her neck. <laughs> Sounds inhumane, sure, but problem solved. <laughs> I mean, that thing is really heavy. If you're not laughing right now, 
The problem is your imagination. <laughs> don't get mad at me because you don't know how big bells can get. and thank you for tuning in we've got waxing on with rj we've got both jake jackson and ridge jackson with us in the ati podcast barrett lewis doing it solo on the ati side and we are going to be bringing you our top 10 albums of the year and other spicy conversations how you doing boys (laughs) good how are you doing fantastic doing good (laughs) let's start off hot guys let's talk about your disappointment of the year Let's let's do that. Uh, let's oh get God. somebody pissed off. I hate doing this. Oh. <laughs> what do you got, Rich? Mm. Up to bat first. Uh, probably the most hated song. It would probably be the new Nickelback single. Oh, you're crazy. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like even seeing the cover, I thought, you know, this might be might be a little trip. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this. And got just like 30 seconds in, and I was like, uh, uh, no. You're out of, that opening this riff of San Quentin, bad. you're out of your mind. That's tough as fuck. <laughs> Production's amazing. And speaking of uh, Nickelback, there we are. Get rolling, baby. Uh, not in my top 10, but there we go. Well, that's something. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's something. Not yeah. not endorsed by the ATI podcast. I'll speak for both yeah, Josh well, and I. <laughs> well, I think Nickelback fucking rocks, but that's all right. Well, they definitely got more in their bank account than I do, so I can't say too much. <laughs> Yeah, they do. <laughs> Jake, what's a disappointment you've got? Okay, so I like I said, I hate doing this because I'm not in the business of shitting on artists or bands uh, just because I don't know how to play an instrument. I've never wrote a song, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I hate, I don't like doing that. But I'll say as for my personal taste for a band that I really enjoy, I still think they're a great band. But I'm going to go with the new Turnover. It's just personally, the new style that they're doing is just not for me. So... I still respect them as a band. I still think they're great, and I would love to see them live. Okay. But I would say the new Turnover album for sure is my disappointment of the year, if I had okay. to pick one. So when it comes to disappointments of the year, too, like uh, I know it's kind of like shitty, of course, and kind of elaborate on what you've said, Jake, is that to like be pissing on other artists and their attempts at you know doing something out there and putting forth that art into the world. But I think sometimes it has to do with your own expectations, right? So I know for me, if there's an artist that I like and I've liked every album that they've put out up until that point, I'm going to be expecting the new album to be at least good or uh, favorable. Or even if it's not quite up to what my expectations were, that's still a disappointment. So that's Mm kind of where I landed on this. And for me, my disappointment of the year is Post Malone's 12 Carat Toothache. Wow. So Ooh. I did not care for the album, although it does have a couple good singles on it. Cooped Up. Cooped oh, Up. Yeah. I love Cooped Up. Cooped Up was almost... That's a great yeah. song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, it had the one right now on it as well. And then The Weeknd has that on his album as well. Came out this year, which is a fantastic album, but didn't make my top 10. But yeah, so I've I've actually liked almost every Post Malone album. I, um, I'm not saying that they're necessarily my favorites that came out each year but post malone does have 
a likability about him, in my opinion. I think he's like highly talented. Really didn't give him a chance at first, personally, but then I started to like notice his talents and things that he did. And once he did that live stream with doing the Nirvana covers and stuff, I was like, I really need to give this guy some time because there's clearly some talent here. And yeah, so won me over. Yeah, for sure. And he's done other you know covers too that were really great. Yeah, live. He's done some. I'm not the biggest Pearl Jam fan, but he's done some Pearl Jam covers that were good. I mean, I can I can mm-hmm. appreciate the musicianship and the talent. So. But yeah, that album this year, I I couldn't get into it. Had a lot of lame songs, in my opinion. You know, I know that he went a lot through a lot personally and moving and having a child and this and that. So to me, the album just seemed out of place, I guess, compared to his other other music. So that that's my disappointment of the. It's definitely not my favorite either. I'd say probably I the the beer bongs and Bentleys is still number one for me from 2018. Sure. That's probably my first. That's probably my favorite. So, but even the album before I agree this, with you. I was kind of at first I didn't like it, but it it grew on me. But yeah, I'd say that's probably my favorite of his as well. So, guys, right. <laughs> let's let's get into these lists a little bit, and we'll throw in honorable mentions later. But I just I always like starting off with something a little uh, divisive and <laughs> and what have you. So <laughs> definitely you get a little controversy going. So yeah. let's let's get into the top ten. Let's start with number ten. And then we'll work our way up to one. Jake, what landed at number 10 on your list? All right. So number 10, I got to show some death metal here. Not a whole lot of death metal on my list, but the death. But to me, this is the best death metal album of the year. They're one of the few bands that like death metal bands that, to me that it's like doing it the best currently. And that's, uh, they're from North Dakota, North Dakota, right? Yeah, Fargo, uh, Fargo, North Dakota. Malls, Seraphic Punishment. Okay. And it's, it's, you know... Good stuff. I mean, there's not there the first four tracks. Let's see, we got the first four tracks of Human Fertility, Seraphic Punishment, Repulsive Intruder, Monarchy of Mold. I'll put that up against any like album this year, like one to four, you know, just hit after hit to yeah. me. And then a uh, deep track that I really like, Infatuation. That's a really good track as mm-hmm. well. So, but yeah, not, uh, great. And it's definitely, I think, the best death metal album of the year in my opinion and hopefully we see these guys live next year in st louis or the missouri area and come uh, here mall excited to see what's next for them yeah that was of course i believe that was on somebody's picks earlier on right ridge you've shared mall quite a few times this year and so uh the audience might have it at least an awareness in the name but obviously made the list. One thing I want to point out too, as we're going through these lists, there might be some repeat or layover, but there's going to be different reasons that one person likes the album versus the other, as far as once we get into the details. And then some of these albums are going to land higher on one person's list versus the other as well. So it, there there will be yeah. some further conversation perhaps had. I would say we made a pretty earnest attempt in bringing variety onto the show today as well, while still keeping mm-hmm. our own likes our flavors of the potions of what we like musically (laughs) hell yeah ridge why don't you give us your number 10 sir what landed at number 10 for you Ooh, landed at number 10 for me was upon desolation by mortuous okay killer a recent pick uh yeah it was i mean i i went over this on a past episode i think episode four or something like that man it's just it's straight up death metal with like death doom no bells and whistles. Well, I mean, there's a little bit like there's some like violin in it. It's really good, solid. Vocals are great. Instrumentation production is phenomenal. Yeah. And the whole like the the end, like the last track on the album, Graveyard Rain, is just my top song on this album. Hell yeah. It's fantastic. I like it a lot. I did find myself revisiting that one quite a few different times because that episode, you guys started doing the playlist. So I started, I subscribed to the mm-hmm. playlist and uh, I kept going back to that 
album in particular and it is an excellent release and i definitely encourage folks to check it out yeah yeah hell yeah so at my number 10 uh i got a little band that kind of slipped under the radar i think for some people and that is no devotion and their album no oblivion so no division no devotion if you haven't heard of them jeff rickley from thursday the lead singer is the lead singer of this band and it's basically been formed with two of the surviving members i guess we'll say of lost prophets lost prophets kind of infamously in the last 10 years the lead singer got busted for like child yeah, bad stuff right? issues yeah like yeah, neglect and what have you we'll just leave it at that yeah you know these guys went on to be successful again and actually the last album that they did was in 2015 everybody thought it was a one-off thing and then this album just kind of came out of nowhere this year so i would liken the album you can definitely hear the influences of bands like joy division new order cure you know i, th- I think there's some songs on there mm-hmm. that just straight up sounds like the cure and of course i'm a big jeff rickley fan cool guy Met him before, been to several Thursday shows. He's somewhat active, like with his fans on social media and stuff. So he's liked and shared some of our things before that we posted on the show, especially anytime we've used uh, No Devotion music here recently. So, but yeah, just a lifetime fan. I think that this brings a little bit something different too, while it still, you know, takes some things from the old school, it's still something new. In many respects, my favorite mm-hmm. tracks on here were Starlings, uh, No Oblivion, which is the title track, and uh, The Ending of Lawning. So those three tracks, if you're looking to just try something out before you put the whole shoe on, if you will, hit up one of those. <laughs> eight eight tracks, 37 minutes long. Not a real long album either. Ooh, that's a good one. Perfect runtime. Yeah. <laughs> and I that makes sense to why it's Jeff Rickley, because when I listened to a couple tracks, I was like, Am I crazy or does this sound like Jeff Rickley from Thursday? And it is. So, <laughs> you know, that's like how many bands is he in uh, or I has mean, been in? Technically, yeah, quite a few now. So, um, so like, yeah, you know, like I didn't even know about this. So I'm going to have to definitely check it out because I'm a big Thursday fan. So he was in United Nations, wasn't he? Yeah, and United Nations dope too. That's what I was pulling out here. United Nations. I just got a couple. Yeah, of, there we go. Uh, yeah, I forgot United you got Nation that. Records. Yep. So hell yeah. Hell yeah. Fantastic stuff. <laughs> Alrighty guys, let's go to number nine. Let's go to number nine. What do you got at number nine? Let's go rich. Number nine or, you know, album on my top 10 is through caverns unknown by shrouded infinity. Basically just good old fashioned death metal. I, I think actually Jake told me about shrouded infinity before I even listened to them. Because it was um, Cole Crutchfield, Cole Crutchfield is from Noct- formerly of Knocked Loose, is in and, Shrouded Infinity. And he's so. also in Torture Tomb. Okay, really dope too. Uh, the it's only two. It's a two person project. But the other guy, he is uh, actually from Combat, which is another sweet kind of knuckle dragging death metal band. Hell yeah! There we go. But I mean, it's it's a quick. Well, not really. I mean, it's about a thirty five or so minute listen. But five tracks, Depths of Kerr, I, I might be pronouncing these all bad, Quivel, Life Forms, Through Caverns Unknown, Cloud of Souls, Innermost of Being, which probably Through Caverns Unknown and Innermost Being is my favorite tracks off this album. But the way they, they meld together so good, each track like keeps you engaged and keeps everything clicking. But... I really, really liked it a lot. It's not an album, but it's an EP. I mean, but still, hey, it's up in there. Counts. It counts. <laughs> counts. Hey, I got a couple EPs me, on yeah, this Yeah, I was going to say, let me say, too, I, I've got an EP as well, and that's definitely something that we're going to have on our list, so I did, we didn't make those out of bounds, if you will. And also, 
anything that we're talking about today is going to be actually we're going to be releasing a supercut playlist so it's going to be on spotify on the normal waxing on and we're going to be embedding that url in the episode details uh so you guys can actually check that out whether you're watching the video feed on youtube or you guys are just listening to the audio feed whenever that drops as well so we do have a playlist out there if you guys want to revisit anything that we're covering today at number nine what do you got jake All right, so if you haven't figured this out already by saying that I like Nickelback, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a contrarian sometimes. So my number nine pick, I may get uh, hated for this, but I enjoyed it. And it is the latest album from Blood Incantation, Time Wave Zero. Um, it is not a death metal album <laughs> at all. No. no. Not I a little wish, bit. Um, wish I would have known that. <laughs> um, and I love when bands just do switch it up, just go out of nowhere, just go for something. And uh, I think they did it well. And I love that style. You know, it's kind of like an 80s, like like 80s horror movie, like Definitely. Uh, 80s B movie, horror kinda movie, like, science like, fiction quality to it, ambient. I really, really fuck with this album a lot. And I listen to it a lot at like night, like night drive, especially because I work till 3.30 in the morning. So like when I'm coming home from work, that's like a good, like relaxing, just, you know, yeah. album. And uh I would love to see this album live and like take a gummy, get a little gummied up and, you know, (laughs) see it live. Um, And also side note, if anybody has bands or artists that sound like this album, send me some stuff because I I absolutely love. Yeah. Yeah. I love ambient, like sci-fi, you know, movie score type stuff. So let's get, get you on some dungeon synth. Yeah. Please recently getting anything remotely like this latest blood incantation. Send it my way. So that's my number nine pick. Send me all your dungeon synth projects or recommendations. So I'm going to come in with my number nine now, and it is an EP actually just recently released, and that's Crosses, Permanent Radiant. I'm a huge Chino Moreno fan. Anything that he does, whether it's Palms, Team Sleep, Deftones, obviously, and Crosses. So a lot of people don't know this, but Crosses is actually Chino and his childhood best friend, the guy from Far. And so Sean Lopez, and he's the guitarist in Far. And he's actually co-wrote some Deftone songs in the past, and some members of Far have contributed to Deftone songs in the past. So just a little info for you playbooks, kids. But uh, (laughs) on Warner Brother Records... Yeah, so it's actually technically a major label release. And if people aren't familiar with Crosses, you know, kind of the first album they came out with actually had the drummer from Dredge playing on that. And uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses recorded uh, some of the bass stuff and played live with them as well. So, wow, yeah, I didn't know that. I had no idea about that. Yeah, so they've got quite a... Actually, they kind of started out this album release with covers. They did some teases and covers. So they did the beginning of the end, and then they did... Q Lazarus song Goodbye Horses. Amazing. Yes. Which Man, is an amazing that's such cover. Such a good cover. Such a good cover. Yeah. So Cause and Effect did the beginning of the end originally, and then uh Q Lazarus did Goodbye Horses. So they did those covers. And you could definitely tell that Crosses was taking even more of a lean into kind of the 80s, uh new wave, dark wave type stuff, a little post-punky, but more kind of in the lane of something like Depeche Mode, which Chino's a huge Depeche Mode fan. So this album is only six tracks. Uh, they basically had released about four-sixths of the album up until the actual release date of the album because they released everything as singles and did like a little video component with it and everything. So it's uh, six tracks, an EP technically. I know it seems weird, but six tracks, 22 minutes long. And then uh, my favorite tracks on here are Vivian, uh, Holier, Possession, Sensation. And actually, I'm starting to get into, there's another one that's like Cadaver Equius. 
it's got kind of a real creepy <laughs> beat uh, that it just say it kind of doesn't even start out with the drums and then the drums kick in. It's it uh, it's it's on the backbeat and just like the the uh, snare fills that's in it is actually like record scratches, like a radio scratch that they sampled and they just like put it on a midi pad, I guess, and that's how they're doing the drum fills and rolls and stuff. And it just like trips you out when you first hear it. Yeah. Whoa. So Whoa. yeah, I really like that song as well. I think it's like third track on the album, but I, I hear it's a six track album. I just gave you five tracks on this. <laughs> you know, it tells you everything you need <laughs> listen to listen to the whole thing. It's yeah. only twenty two minutes. Yeah, I do right. need to listen to the whole thing though. It's like, man. I can't sleeping on it. I've I can't get off of it. Singles, but. <laughs> yeah, I can't get off of it, man. It's really good. And honestly, this just came out like two weeks ago. Like this probably could have cracked my top five, honestly, if it had enough time as the rest of the stuff. So let's uh, break up the monotony of the list and let's uh, let's talk about favorite live show this year that anybody's went to. Let's think about any live shows that you attended this year. What's something that stood out to you? If you guys need a second to think about it, I can go first. I think I'm going to probably go with our trip, Ridge and I's trip to go see Failure at Pops. Uh, just because oh, it was, yeah. and I talked about it on the ATI podcast, but it's just it, the, f- failure as a a band is such an interesting relationship. It kind of recaptured that chase that you used to have as a kid. You hear something on the radio, you try to figure out what it is or who it is. If you missed the name or you weren't recording with your tape at the time, you know, pirating off the radio and shit. So <laughs> yeah. like that was a band that I never could figure out who they were. And then finally I did. And there's one of my favorite bands of all time already. You so. thought it was Eve Six, yeah, right? I thought it was Eve Six because <laughs> yeah. based on a name of the songs alone, because they had a, a song called Leech. Eve Six did, yeah. and um, yeah. I thought they were saying "suck on you" until the end of the time, rather than "stuck on you." <laughs> so that's where I got the Leech thing. Yeah. So, but yeah. So yeah, that's probably that's that was in June of this year. They showed a, a what was it? Bridge thirty minutes of the documentary. I think it was the first thirty minutes or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Instead that of like having year. an opener, they just had that like thirty minutes of their documentary, which was really up, unusual. Up had, like the lights going. Yeah, and I thought it was. I mean, I felt kind of weird about it going in, but it worked perfectly. Like, oh, yeah, it wasn't out of place. It was good. Everybody's attention was held the whole time. Like, I was kind of worried there'd be like an audience killer, but it was great. Jake, how about you? Favorite show this year? It's no, it's no debate, no contest. It's uh, seeing turn. I've seen him twice this live. I went once to Lawrence, Kansas and saw them. And but it's got to be the show at the pageant. I saw Turnstile in October at the pageant. Hell yeah. And I mean, everybody knows how I feel about Turnstile. They're probably my favorite band going right now. I've uh, been in one of my favorite bands for a long time and it's just great to see them i saw this band at foo bar four years ago in front of like 200 people and now they're playing at the pageant i mean you couldn't fit another person in there and they're getting nominated for grammys they're on commercials and it's just commercials you know they're the turn they're the turnstile fries now they're not the nacho fries. They're the turnstile fries. Hey, man, I'm done with that. Wait, for um, real? No, I call them the turnstile oh, fries. Oh, okay. I, but, I was like, that'd be awesome. <laughs> um, it's just so cool to see them, how big they've gotten. And they put on a great live show. And I'm every – love. can't say enough great things about them. Turnstile, the glow on tour at the pageant. Ridge, what about you, sir? What would you say your favorite live show there? Oh, mine for sure. Like the failure was, that was a great show. But when we went to go see Boris and nothing. Yeah, I had that done as my second choice. Man, what a <laughs> that was like, great. pummeling show. Like, I mean, you had some beauty in there with nothing. But yeah, you were just getting blasted with sound the whole time. And it was amazing. We seen them, them at the Del Mar Hall. So very close second for me, for sure. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it was Oh, that was a good time. <laughs> All right, fellas, let's move on to number eight. 
What is your number eight, Jake? Uh, another great concert. Actually, would be, probably be a runner-up to Turnstile. Number eight, with so, a little bit of hip-hop love here, we're going to go with Pusha T's Almost Dry. Hell it's yeah. almost dry. Um, and I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, maybe I missed out on a lot of it or – you know, I'm a hater, but I just feel like 2022 was not a great year for me personally. Listening to hip hop, there were some oh. things that I did like, but this to me takes, I mean, every track is a hit. Dude, when you have half of the, the album produced by Pharrell and half produced by Kanye West, we're talking about him as a musician. We ain't going into the other stuff. As a musician and producer, producer. one of the greatest. Yeah. And, uh, it's just amazing. Every track hits. And of course, and I love that it's nominated for a Grammy. It's uh, well deserved. Definitely. And it's, it got Rolling Stones uh, rap album of the year this week too. So I'm hoping that Pusha T takes home the gold and by far, and also uh, rappers take some, take some notes from push 36 minutes long, 12 tracks. He, he gets in there, spits his bars. He does his thing. Classic Pusha T. Couple features. Couple features. Got uh, Kanye, Kid Cudi, Lil Uzi Vert, just to name a few. So if you haven't checked out It's Almost Dry and you really liked his last album, I think you will enjoy this one. So number eight, Pusha T, It's Almost Dry. Yeah, that's a great album, Jake. And uh, definitely in my top 15 albums of the year, but just didn't make my top 10. And uh, we're going to also be publishing our list. I didn't mention this earlier. So we're going to have a actual our list. We're going to put up the URLs where you can go and look at those. Uh, I tracked albums that I listened to throughout the year. So I've got more than 10 on there. I know these guys got a few more as well. They'll have their honorable mentions on their list. But uh, if you guys are wanting to look at some deep cuts on our list as well, you'll have that <laughs> chance too. Ridge, what do you got at number eight? Number eight. I have the first or the newest album from Fleshwater, the first album. There you go. Uh, We're Not Here to Be Loved. It's a great kind of like alternative heavy rock uh, in the vein of like failure, hum, far. A little bit of Deftones at times, like early Deftones, Mm -hmm. I think. But it's amazing. It was recorded and mixed by Kurt Ballou. Can't get any better than that. Hell yeah. Like... And the drumming in this album was actually one of the things that, like, besides, like, you know, kind of like the thick, heavy, kind of shoegazy kind of guitars and stuff, like, that, you know, won me over. But the drumming is just solid. Like, he is just right in the pocket the whole time. And the way that they go between uh, Closet and the Razor's Apple, like, that transition is so good because there's, like, they kind of drift out of Closet and then he just starts, like, picking up like one of the main beats from the razor apple mm-hmm. and then there's about 10 5 10 seconds of somebody just like talking and then just like go straight into the razor apple just with that that just like straight ahead like beat like it rolls and that pretty much like i was like yeah <laughs> i love this album but i mean from start to finish all bangers like 10 out of 10 for me i loved it a lot yeah put out by closed casket but my number Eight pick. We're Hell not yeah. here to be loved. Fleshwater. That is a great album for sure. Yeah. And the rhythm section's locked down for sure, as Ridge mentioned Ooh. there. All right, guys. At my number eight, we've talked about it on the show before, but we're gonna have off free LSD. And uh, you know, this has really stuck in my ears like big time. And <laughs> I, you know, after reading more and more on the album and interviews and things that have went on with the band they've done some tours some limited tours and actually they're getting ready to come to missouri and we will go see them because i need to meet keith from off yes 
Is that in is that in March? Is it in March? I think it's May. I think May? it's May 9th oh, that, or something like that. Yeah, that, that would be even better. Yeah, yeah. so they're going to be playing it off Broadway of all places. And uh, the drummer that is in their band is actually like a really good free jazz drummer. And you can definitely tell uh, the guy who drummed on this album is different because of the different approaches rhythmically that are taken off. But there's like insane like blast beats in places too, outside of just kind of like the jazzy stuff that he does and like really a lot of intricate up top work on the drums so obviously being a big drum guy but still there's that fun kind of hardcore punk stuff going on and how can you not love an album that has a song about alien invasions over la i mean (laughs) (laughs) and the artwork is something that originally drew me to off before even really knowing what was going on there but you know it's got keith from black flags and circle jerks in there and people from burning bridges trail of the dead and then uh justin brown's the drummer on this one and he is just an insane drummer. It's not It's not even right how good he is. So there's actually 20 tracks, 32 minutes. So that tells you how long the songs are on there. Off. Free LSD. And I like Great us. Great choice. Slice Up the Pie, Time Will Come, and War Above LA, which is the one about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> Alien abductions. Can't get better than that. <laughs> who's, uh, who's opening for Off? I forgot. That it didn't say on the event. Thing that I came across, so I because I know to, Zulu's doing some. I thought Zulu was doing some dates. Yeah, they're I don't doing know if it's that tour. They're doing the West Coast the tour that they're on right okay. now. It's I don't think it's this one. Unfortunately, that'd be great if it was, but yeah. <laughs> that'd be insane. Alrighty, guys. So let's move on to our number sevens. Ridge, what do you got at number seven, sir? I got a good one. It's not. It's a split, so it's not an actual album, but it is. There's it's there's no title to it. It's just the split with ritual necromancy and fossilization, which is one of my new favorite newer bands that I've found, you know, as I talk about them quite a bit on here. But I mean, ritual necromancy is from Portland, Oregon. Uh, They got like two full links, EP, a demo been around since like 2018. The track their track is it's a it's pretty daunting, but it's called Enter the Depths. And it's a, I believe it's about a 12 minute song, but it's beautiful. It's knuckle dragon, death doom, but well, they kind of got a little more like some black metal in there too, but uh, fossilization lays down two tracks on this called exalted in the altar of insignificance and with blood and feathers and six minutes a piece about fantastic, fantastic. Like, heavy as you can get yeah with fossilization we talked about on the first episode of course and uh, i really got into them after we did that pilot episode of waxing on and yeah good stuff they're really good like for sure they're 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 good people and uh they've they've actually shared our postings and videos that we've put up about them on uh, facebook as well as instagram so yeah can't go wrong with some fossilization for sure yeah and then um on the also like on the ritual necromancy side it's i don't know it's kind of just like has that feel like of like kind of occultism and dying and myths and stuff like their lyrical work kind of touches on all that stuff which is super cool hell yeah that kind of drew me into them a little bit more and why it landed at my number seven album of the year love it what do you got at number seven jake number seven is a album that i've talked about before on the show and it's a it's i guess another controversial pick 
but I don't think so. I love this band. One of my favorite bands of all time. Been a fan of them for years now. Got, got me in, into a lot of heavy music, and that is the latest Slipknot album, The End So Far. And I thought I brought, I just brought Craig today. I didn't bring all nine of my. Didn't bring all of his brothers. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bring all nine of my The End So Far CDs. So yeah, it's, you know, I don't understand the hate. Uh, I thought they took some chances, you know, for a band. I think, you know, we can all agree that these bands that are over 20 to 30 years old now that, you know, you're not going to get, you know, Ride the Lightning again. You're not going to get Iowa again. You're not going to get Master Puppets again. Mm-hmm. You're not going right. to get Rust in Peace again. So um, from the, these legacy bands, because I consider Slipknot at this point a legacy band. Definitely. They've been a band for over 25 years. So uh, I think we should just expect good, consistent albums from them and them to actually stretch, you know, do something different, which I think they did, especially if you listen to the first track and you're like, I understand why you didn't like it because Adderall is really different and it does not sound like Slipknot at all. But I think it's, you know, really good. And if you like the old stuff, it definitely has stuff that scratches that itch too. But some tracks that I would recommend, of course, are the singles, The Dying Song, The Chapel Town Rag, uh, Yin, which is kind of like their typo negative song, and uh, some deeper cuts, Heirloom, uh, and the last track. I think it's a great epic track. It has like an orchestra, like choir type thing called Finale. So my number seven pick is Slipknot, The End So Far. I'm going to come at you with my number seven. Again, one we've talked about on the show before. That's City of Caterpillar, Mystic Sisters. And uh, that was my pick back. I think it was on episode three or four that we all did together. And Mystic Sisters, of course, I talked about it on there. This is actually their first full length that they've done since getting back together. City of Caterpillar was a band in the early 2000s, post-hardcore scene in the Northeast is where they came out of, I believe, Maryland. And this is an eight-track album, 45 minutes, so not a, not not real hard to get through. Some of the songs are a little bit longer cuts. Uh, my favorite tracks are Thought Drunk, Paranormalities, as well as Manchester and Voiceless Prophet. And there's a lot of really cool drum stuff that's going on, kind of droney drums at times times that i i like a lot and i mean there's a there's a lot of variety that's coming in this album too i wouldn't just call it a post-hardcore album there's kind of some screamo aspects some emo aspects you know there's just a really good especially the drumming i just i lock into that of course that's one of the things i listen to most being a drummer and there's some interesting drumming choices at times kind of minimalistic but then just as you think okay well let's let's spice it up they go into something entirely different rhythmically at times so uh, i really enjoy the city of caterpillar album and it's got a good aura about it and um, for it to be called mystic sisters is a very fitting name for an album i don't usually put too much of that too much thought into that into albums um, but there's certainly an atmosphere that's created there without question right Right, that's a good album. Got that on vinyl over there, no oh, doubt. Yeah. All right, guys. So let's <laughs> let's break out some monotony again here, and let's let's talk about an album that didn't make your list. What's what's an honorable mention that you would throw out there? Mm. What's something that didn't make the top ten, but maybe you could make a case for it if you had to. I brought one. I only brought one with me. Obviously, there's a few that would uh, I honorable mentions I have, but I brought one that recently has uh, I've been listening to a lot, and that's the uh, the latest Day Seeker album, Dark Sun, post hardcore band. It's a really solid album. Once again, they're doing they're you know doing something a little bit different. There's a little more electronics. They're kind of doing a little bit of an '80s '80s vibe to their post-hardcore, and uh, they're really good. And their lead singer, man, 
he could I, he could sing a, he could sing a phone book and I would buy it. All right. So he is right. Rory Rodriguez is his name, and he is a talented. The whole band's talented, but he is an amazing singer. And if you like, you know, their older. If you like, like Silverstein or Senses Fail, kind of that vibe. Not their new album. Their new album is a little more experimental. If you like that side of the post hardcore stuff, I think you'll dig them. And they're actually they just got announced they're going on tour with Silverstein and See You Space Cowboy next year. Oh wow! So. Very happy for them for their success, and I hope they keep getting bigger. Ridge, you got one locked and loaded. Mine would probably be the Aurora leaking from an open moon full of hell seven inch that they did. Ooh, beauty. I mean, it's just I I've it didn't make my top ten just because it's so short. Sure. I mean, just three tracks or four tracks. I mean, like three tracks. I re- I like it a lot, but it just didn't really have the what I would put as a top ten in it like because it's just not enough length to me not enough source material for you yeah what you got i had actually prepared a different album until i got a chance to listen to this one that just came out here in the last two weeks as well and i'm going to go with sizza sos i love sizza she's like number one celebrity crush for me and to be that beautiful and that talented of a singer should be a crime quite frankly (laughs) she is a fantastic singer and a st louis native so it's another reason to love her but she's got this really cool new video shirt with lakeith stanfield and which is one of my favorite actors right now and uh, it's kind of almost like a bonnie and clyde type thing but there's some like absurd stuff in the video like almost Wee herman-esque at times like there's a, a shot of her like <laughs> holding a gun but it gets all like cartoonish and it's a big fake mouth with teeth it's a pov shot from inside the mouth and so the, the video is pretty cool, but there's so many good songs on this album on SOS. Like I didn't skip any song except for one. The song that I did skip, I think is called F2F. And it was like, it was a little, I want to say like current day country for me. And I wasn't about that. Like musically. I'm going to have to like check it, that it, out. It, I'm going to check that out then. Musically. It, it was off putting current country. It. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost like a current a country song like radio country yes like, like radio country oh, then i'm i'm gonna have to definitely listen to that she's got uh odb samples on this album she actually does a song with odb where they extracted his audio and stuff off i believe oh, there's oh, that's crazy there's a bjork sample on this album she does a song with uh, phoebe bridgers on this album she does a song with travis scott on this album so but she's I, I love her lyrics even too. She's like some of her mentions and stuff. Like I missed it originally in shirt, but she makes a uh, bitch. This ain't the last dance. I ain't Julia Stiles. So she makes some like pop culture references. <laughs> I mean, as people do, but hers are like pretty witty and enjoyable. And you can't beat the fact that she's wearing a blues Jersey on the cover of the album. So there's that too. Oh, okay. I was going to ask you if that's who that was. I remember seeing the cover. Oh my like God. Maybe you sent it to us or something. Dude, it's insane how <laughs> beautiful this woman is. And talented she is. <laughs> and my wife knows. So this is this is no secret. She knows I'm in so love with it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. She's all right with it. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's jump back into the list. What have we got at number six, Ridge, on your list? Ooh, number six for me. Yeah. It's a little band from Italy called Miscreants. The album's called Convergence. I've talked about it on an episode, but it's just it's one of those from start to finish. You're not bored at all. So fun, thrashing, little proggy, little techie. Like pretty much, if you're a fan of anything that Death has done, you will really like this album a lot. Can't go wrong with Death. And I mean, 
you don't even have to like death metal to get into it. Freaking screaming guitars, wailing solos. Great production too. Great production. The drummer is who's actually who's also the vocalist, I believe. Yeah. And he's like doing all this technical drumming, but also singing over it too, which I big ups for that. But yeah, that's my number six pick, man. Can't get any better than it. Miscreants Convergence. Got that cool. Yellow tape. Got gold. Cool see-through. Got a favorite track on there? Uh, my favorite track would probably be Fall Apart or The Garden. Like, if you really want to get into this, well, I mean, just turn the album on and you'll be really into it. Sure. Like, the first track, Flame of Con- or <clears throat> Consciousness, Ooh, that'll, that'll make you listen to the whole album. Like, it's good. Good stuff. Jake, what you got at number six, sir? All right. Number six is another album that I've talked about before, but uh, number six is State Champs with Kings of the New Age. You know, this is just, like I said on prior episode, it is just fun, modern, great pop punk, produced well, big guitars, uh, great production, great songs. I love great songs, great songwriting, hooks for days, and it's just fun. I mean, it's a perfect summer album. To dr- I'm, I'm telling you, put this on and you're like, dude, I want to drink a beer by the pool. I want to hang out with some friends. It's only, it's only, uh, I want to do that right now. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> Don't um, ele- 11 tracks. It's like 36 minutes, 35 minutes long. And every song is a hit to me here to stay. Eventually everybody, but you with Ben from neck deep out of my head, fake it half empty, just sound act like that. Where were you? Sundress featuring four years strong. And some minds don't change. I recommend every track because I don't think there is a skippable song on this. And it's produced by the legend Drew Folk. So, um, yeah, Kings of the New Age by State Champs. I think this is by far their best album. And if you like, if you're looking for, you know, good new pop punk, that's not like the TikTok MGK stuff. I think that you should, you guys should check out. State Champs. Yeah. Kings of the New Age. I checked out that album after you had uh, mentioned them previously in an episode, and I actually really enjoyed it myself as well. So, number six for me, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Uh, 19 tracks, an hour and 18 minutes long. I think it does get a little long on the tooth. In 95, Silent Hill, Rich Spirit, Purple Hearts, just to name a few, as far as my favorite tracks are on here. Uh, I love when you count me out. They just uh, released a video for that too, which has got Helen Marin playing his therapist in it. That's another thing with Kendrick, his albums, the video treatments, especially the last couple albums have been stellar in 95 is one of my favorite videos. that's come out in the last seven years period of any artist. There's a lot of cool stuff going on visually. The aspect ratio of it too was a little off putting at first, but uh, I think it's more about conversion based on what device you're watching it on. So that, so it doesn't get contorted too much, but, it's kind of like one by one, I think, and that's framing in the video. But Kendrick, it's always an event, an appointment listening whenever he puts out an album. And there's a lot of thought and production that goes into it. Dr. Dre, of course, discovered him. I guess mm-hmm. it's been about 12, 13 years or so now. This Whoa. is a pretty ambitious release in some respects. It's not his most ambitious. Uh, the Untitled album, I think, is still yet because it's got so much like kind of free jazz stuff going on. But he's doing a lot of stuff on here, too. It's literally called Untitled Unmastered. So it's not, it's not even mastered. <laughs> this is still a good album. It's not my favorite of his. You know, Jake made the comment earlier that he wasn't really into the R&B this year, and I was kind of uh, booing on that one. 
And there's tons of good R&B and rap that's come out this year. Kendrick, Pusher T, Earl Sweatshirt, Joey Badass, Open Bike Eagle, SZA, who I mentioned earlier. Nas just put out a new record, and it is fantastic as well. And it could have probably cracked my top 10 if I had more time on it. It just came out, I think, Black Friday weekend or something like that in November. Ulysses, Conway the Machine, Vince Staples, another great album that came out this year. Loop Rat, St. Louis Love. Mm-hmm. Rockhampton put out two albums this year. Denzel Curry has a badass album. The Weeknd, Smino, St. Louis Guy. That album rolls with the J. Cole feature on it. Kenny Beats, Bad Bunny, and Gabriels. That right there is a list of bands for you yeah. to check out, R&B and rap. So, boo on you, Jake. Well, <laughs> I listen here. I still love Kendrick, and I think he's one of the, he's a GOAT for sure. And it, it's not a bad album, but the last two albums have not moved me like his previous albums. But I still appreciate it, and I will. I still think it's well done, but just not for me. But you know, there was some rap that I enjoyed. I respect your right to be wrong. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and M ninety five was the first like single on that track that they released, and uh, the line that really stood out to me immediately was, "What the fuck is cancel culture, dog?" And then later, a couple bars down, he says, "Oh, you're worried about a critic." That ain't protocol. So like, you know, the rap game has been taken over so much with PC and all that type of stuff. And they used to say like the most controversial things, of course, back in the day. And there's still artists that do it. I think a lot of what Kendrick is saying in his lyrics in here, and there's, of course, skits on this album, too, like about domestic stuff and things like that. But this is clearly like an introspective album for him and him answering some of the critics about him, talking about things going on in his life. And uh, yeah, so I mean, typical rap stuff that you should rap about and make lyrics about but i think he's kind of calling out people that are worried about being controversial nowadays specifically in that so that's always something i'm into guys causing a stir oh yeah (laughs) let's move on to number five jake what do you got at your number five number five i got another pure noise records release from the hardcore legends their latest album stick to your gun specter and this is just another solid album they have no bad albums to me every album just it's always it's always not it's always at the top you know it's always in my top 10 top 15 they've been at it for a long time i think it i think it's unique i think they're doing a little bit of different stuff different production style produced by drew folk also who produced the state champs album if you like hardcore if you like melodic hardcore whatever um i think you'll be a fan and a track that you should check out it was a single but i think it's uh it's a different style for them. It's kind of like a 90s vibe and it has great lyrics. Of course, all Stick to Your Guns albums have great lyrics and they have a message and they have something to say. But I'm going to go with a, a track to check out is Open Up My Head. So number five, Stick to Your Guns, Spectre. All righty, Ridge. What do you got at number five? Keep it rolling. I got my number five is a repeat which of Jake's number 10, but Seraphic Punishment by Maul. What are some things that you liked about it that Jake uh, didn't cover, would you say? Garrett Alvarado's like vocal styles, he can cover it all, like in the genres of metal and everything, which really keeps everything fresh. All the tracks, like it's not the same, you know, the same tone over and over again. And like the catchiness of the writing on this album is just mm, a lot of groove. Perfect, perfect. A lot of groove. Like, I mean, you just, they're memorable riffs. Like, it's not something that's just like, filler noise and stuff yeah like i one of the like repulsive intruder is probably what i would recommend to anybody to check out if you haven't listened to mall before okay it's it's one of those kind of like how like undeath is doing it too where it's more catchy kind of riffs in this new wave of death metal and stuff 
in my opinion. But yeah, Seraphic Punishment by Mall. I mean, I liked it so much I had to buy it twice. But there you go. <laughs> I got that's the Not record, that. and I got the tape floating around here somewhere, and it's like two tone colored. Uh, I don't even know where I put it. Triple threads. <laughs> it's really cool, man. I mean, a lot of these tracks, uh, quite a few of them have been on earlier mall releases, but it's always been demos or EPs or comps and stuff. So, I mean, getting it all reworked, redone, and put into a beautiful album. No skips. No skips. No 10 skips. out of 10. My number five, Mall Seraphic Punishment. I'm going to fly into this motherfucker through time and space <laughs> with Caven. Heavy Pendulum. Fantastic record. I don't like it as much as the final transmission, the last album, but I do like it. And it does have some phenomenal tracks on it. 14 tracks, uh, an hour and 10 minutes long. So this one's one of the longer ones on my list as well. My favorite tracks on here are blood spiller, loveless offering and uh, a marathine, I think is how you pronounce it. But yeah. And waiting for love is another good one on here. It's just a really big, riffs and i got the special edition that is gold nugget and there's only a thousand of them so ta-da hell yeah yeah very pretty beautiful dude i like how it has kind of the pearl toward the middle you can kind of see that yeah so yeah gold nugget cave in head heavy pendulum (laughs) one of my favorite bands definitely one of my you know top three favorite heavy bands of the last 20 years or so and uh I'm a huge Brodsky fan, and of course, in particular, he's probably my favorite guitarist and lead front man of any band that he's involved with, whether it's Mutoid Man or this, and he's right. even done stuff with Converge and, and so on and so on. So, Caven, Heavy Pendulum is my number five. Ooh, we're getting Hell up yeah. there. We're getting, we're getting up there in the list. Let's do number four, and then uh, we'll hop into our single of the year after that, and then we'll knock out our top three. So let's go with what's number four on your list, Ridge. Number four on my list is When the World Dies by Come to Grief. Hell yeah. Man, this is a this is a really, really crushing album. I mean I love <laughs> it's it. only seven tracks. Like it's good. It, it's everything you want in freaking some doom, some good doom. That would have definitely been in my top ten if it hadn't been for a few releases sneaking in here toward the end of the year. But I definitely can make an argument for it. Like it's sad at my number three and four for the longest time this year. Yeah. I mean, it definitely moved up. I think I had it a little bit lower. And then when I got the record in, I listened to it some more and I was like, oh, no. Yeah, this is going up higher. This is this is so good. Some Jacob like, Bannon work that, on that album, too. Yeah. Yeah. Really? The artwork on it. OK. Hell yeah. Or no, no, he didn't do the artwork. He did vocals on it. He, he did vocals. Yeah. On, uh, I believe, Life's Curse. But cool. The first track, Our End Begins, like when I first listened to it, I was like, man, it's so quiet. Like, I'm going to crank it up, crank it up. And then it just like all of a sudden gets like louder and louder and just. They it's showed some love on Instagram too, didn't yeah. they? Yes, they did. Uh, I think they may. Yeah. They yeah. They showed some love on Instagram yeah. too. On one of your posts. A, posted a picture of the really sexy looking vinyl. Oh, yeah, dude. That's fantastic. Yeah. And it's not like clear. You see, it's like a gold kind of clear. It's not a gold. It's not a gold nugget. That but. that splatter looks exactly like my Enema of the State album. I swear. I, it kind of reminded me of that. The translation lost. What's that? <laughs> the translation lost. Released the <laughs> record. I was like, 
they buy some represses or something. Jake, what you got? Number four is another uh, pick that I've previously talked about. I'm not going to open it up because the uh, I need to the the actual album is kind of falling apart and it kind of disappointed me, but uh, it is the latest album from Boston Manor. Kind of like the Slip Detora is the album. Uh, kind of like the Slipknot album. It was kind of a slow burn. Like the first listen, I was kind of like, hmm. And then I just kept listening to it and listening to it. And it just kept grow- getting better and better every time. And this band just keeps leveling up, getting better. And I love the style, sh- the the new style that they're doing. And I don't even know what to describe it. I guess modern rock, but I think they do it well. And uh, it's a it's a part one of a two part album. It's only twenty six minutes, but some, a track that I would uh, my favorite track by far is Crocus. Uh, and it's like it's a great album to listen to at night, like rain. Literally, there's a sample in the uh, in the album of rain, just like rain falling. So like it's a it's a great album for night for nighttime. And uh, if you if you like if you're like what's good new modern rock bands that got good good riffs, good choruses, good songwriting. Um, Boston Manor is that band, and I think they just keep getting better and better with each release. So. Detora Boston Manor. Yeah, I, I actually dug that album. You it said it kind of reminded you of Poppy Deftones. Yeah. Which I'll take bit. that as a compliment. Yeah. Because I know that they are very big fans of Deftones. So, yeah. Well, I caught your influence. Yeah. All right, guys. My number four is going to be Birds in Row, Gris Klein. Yeah. So, Birds in Row are a French band, and they like to try and keep their identities concealed to some extent and they were on death wish for the longest time this is their first release on red creek records now and so they're not on death wish any longer and this is technically their third full-length studio album uh they're kind of in the post-hardcore hardcore punk ranges all the band members go by the i guess it's their first letter their initial their first names but bj and q are who are in the band now and they try to keep seal their faces and stuff and cut them out of like promotional materials so like even on their albums and stuff it's always close body shots and things like that and they just want to be recognized as a single entity is the reason for that which i have a lot of respect for i thought their description for their album that they put up on the record website was kind of interesting so check this out gris klein is a portrait of a world enduring its most chaotic error in a generation yet throughout the birds in row manifesto is the same as always been love each other so i thought it was kind of cool of a byline for an album especially you know an aggressive one like that but it's it's a really fantastic listen and if you like that type of genre and that stuff 11 tracks 42 minutes my favorite tracks were water rings uh daltonians noah and uh gristle or grisale but yeah those those are my favorite tracks on there and i don't have a physical of this yet because they were only you could only buy it on their band camp from france and it was like triple mm-hmm. the price to get it shipped over here and like 21 days shipping or something crazy like Ooh. that yeah and i was just like i can't do it so but now they are selling it i noticed this week i looked it up one more time on amazon and you get it for like 20 bucks so i will be getting that one for sure to have a physical copy yeah man the over Overseas shipping isn't as intense yes. right now. Like I think when I looked up Boston Manor, Jake, aren't they from across the from pond? Blackpool. Yeah, Blackpool. If you were to buy from them direct, you know, and that's what I try to do. Usually if a band doesn't have a website, they have a band camp and usually that's a little bit more direct money in their pockets. But like just like the shipping charges and stuff are I just can't do it right now. But you uh Boston Manor, you can buy the in the US you can buy the album on Sharp Tone. 
Sharp Tone Records. So if you're, you know, in the U.S. and looking for to buy it, you can buy it on Sharp Tone. There you go. Actually, one thing uh, I can do a real quick yeah. shipping thing. It was funny because I got the green light to buy this from my wife, the Come to Grief album. Well, I seen the Death, Death Wish had that sale going on. So I was like, OK, I'll pick it up over there. Shipping was crazy. Yeah. And so like I went to Come to Grief's band camp and they had like a few copies left. So I ordered one and it was cheaper with shipping than if I would have gotten it from Death Wish with the sale. Oh my. Like I'm I'm convinced it's a little concerning. Death Wish charges a little bit more for their shipping. I don't know. If you do, I understand there's a reason, but <laughs> I've had those instances where I've had to hop around. So like you can get some converged stuff sometimes so like King's Road merch. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes the cheaper route has been to go through King's Road merch in my experiences. All right, guys, let's talk about our single of the year. And uh, what do you got for your single of the year, Jake? Single of the year. It's been the single. It's been the song of the year since February. I want someone to give me a heavier song <laughs> than Swan Song by Kublai Khan featuring Scott Vogel of Tear. I probably, besides Out for Bloods, Code Orange this year, that is by far the second most song that I've listened to the most. I listen to it every day almost. And I'll talk more about that later. But uh, Swan Song, Kublai Khan TX, to me, they're one of the heavyweights in current hardcore. I They're heavy as fuck just great lyrics always got something to say and honestly one of the best live shows i've seen all year and if you like breakdowns you'll enjoy it it's just tough i i, I don't think there's a, a a heavier song this year in my personal opinion okay track of the year kubla Khan Hot take. jake <laughs> yeah swan song what do you got ridge what's your what's your track of the year well, i'm gonna do two real quick ones because i can't between, between the two, the two. Right. yeah you're gonna call me an idiot for this zach but enemy airships little cable boy is by far one of my favorite singles i love that song so much i think it was like my number two song like song played on spotify this year there you go yeah man you guys did good on that one but uh and then the my second one is launder from the new launder album but it's with launder and soka called become and it's it's just a dreamy kind of pop shoegaze thing. It's a little different than Launder. Like it's, it really stands out on that album. Okay. But I just, I didn't think that that song gelled very well with the rest of the album to me, but I love that track. Like I still go back to it and listen to it constantly. It's good. Good little floating, like floating song. Get yourself all in your routine and listen to that. And it's a good time. There you go. My single of the year is actually going to be quite the jump. So my single of the year is actually cooped up by Post Malone and Roddy Rich. So <laughs> still yet, oh. that song, I I, uh, I told Pam the first time I heard it, I said, this is going to be White Boy Summer Song. And uh, <laughs> and we, we pumped that a few times while we had the cookout this summer on the ATI podcast. Oh, yeah. episode. Yep. Oh, so yeah. I love that song. It is a feel good song. I saw Post Malone, I performed it on SNL Live as well and had Roddy Rich out. And it was a pretty decent performance. And I just, yeah, it's just, you want to feel good and toss that song on, man. It just makes me think like partying with the boys, <laughs> hanging out, having good times. And, uh, hey, man, you ain't going to keep me all cooped up. Nah. Absolutely. Nah. With a little uh, return of the Mac uh, line in the song. Definitely. So I loved that. That was actually on my my little checklist of singles for the year. There you go. That almost, that almost stuck one. on there. Yeah. Post Malone's 12 Carat Toothache is my disappointment of the year, but it did have my single of the year on it. So 
Posty, don't get too mad at me. <laughs> Still a fan. Let's move on to our third pick on our list. And uh, I'll go ahead and get it started off because I have kind of a funny story. So pardon me while I grab something real quick. I saw Kurt Vile this year. And Kurt Vile's album that he put out this year, Watch My Moves, is my number three. So I went up to the merch stand to buy that album so that I could share it on the podcast today. I saw him at the pageant. And he had Childish Prodigy up there, which I didn't have. And I had an allowance. Ooh, that's good. I could never find this without being marked up tremendously. And I was like, screw it. I'm going to get this because I'll be able to get Watch My Moves anywhere. Yeah. And so I ended up opting to get this instead. But uh, Watch My Moves is great. The thing that's special about Watch My Moves to me is I listen to that album a lot whenever uh, like I would be getting Ava ready for bed and stuff, my daughter. And she is a big fan of like Exploding Stones. Like we like dance to that song and stuff. And we just put that on. It's kind of like a bedtime routine. And she just loves it. She loves the video. She she knows as soon as that song comes on to look for me <laughs> and she puts her hands up for me to pick her up and start dancing with her. So it's got kind of, you know, like a sentimental feeling to it to, to me as well. But 15 tracks, hour, 13 minutes long, going on a plane's great, flying, palace, like Exploding Stones I mentioned, as well as Hey Like a Child and Jesus on the Wire is actually another really good one. So yeah, I can't go wrong with Kurt Vile. It's always feel good movie, music to me. And this is his first album on Verve Records as well. So this has been a year for bands changing up their, their albums of allegiances because he was on Matador for years. Yeah, I didn't know he switched. Yeah, he just switched on this one. So Verve Records, first release. And I ran into him on the Del Mar Loop. <laughs> so I noticed it was him at the last minute and he came up right next to me. I was like, that's Kurt Vile. And he looked at me and he just booked it in the opposite direction. <laughs> he did not want to be seen. Uh, did he have his, like all his hair? Yeah, he had all of his hair his tied, tucked up into a trucker hat. And he had like a sleeveless shirt on, which was a funny look for him because he's always wearing oh, like a flannel. Yeah. And he was just like, he's a real small guy, like dainty guy. And I looked over, I'm like, man, I go, I go to Pam. I'm like, man, this guy looks familiar. And I go, that's Kurt Vile. And he looks at me, locks eyes and just <laughs> opposite direction. So right. <laughs> Kurt Vile, watch my moves, my number three. How about you, Ridge? What you got at number three? Blue Nothing by the Almighty Worm. That's a great album. Well, it's it's technically a mini LP, but straight up funeral death doom. Well, funeral blackened death doom. I mean, if you like dungeons, dragons, doom, and really killer production. Badass solos, too. This album has it for you. Man, the solos yep. just, man, they just, so, so good. Like they just stick out to you. They cut through the mix. Sound really well rounded. Like love it. I mean, they had all these crazy different record variants, but this is Pretty probably record. my favorite. That's one I want to get for sure. Yeah, I really enjoyed that album, and it's been climbing my list too for the year. Yeah, it's probably a top twenty-five for album for me for sure. Right. Like I mean, it's only four tracks. They uh, have an interlude on it, which not usually a big interlude fan, like with solos and spacious noises and stuff, but it's it's good. It's kind of completes the trip on this and gives you an idea of what Worm is going to sound like with the next one, because they've slowly been evolving with each record. Yeah, I mean, Blue Nothing is fantastic. That's the first track. Uh, Centuries of the Ooze, part two. Secret of the Ooze. But that is a carry over from forever glade 
Oh yeah, it's a, so, yeah. I saw that they had like a part one. Part yeah, part one is. I the, hope they do like an Unforgiven thing, like with Metallica. <laughs> there you go. It's really cool. Like the other night, I put I did a, put up a little playlist and just had those two tracks on there just to listen to them back to forth. But man, you can really tell the they really stepped up the game on the production. Foreverglade sound I always thought sounded amazing, but Blue Nothing, that's a whole different ball game. That sounds fantastic. Synths are good. Drums sound great. Guitars and bass is fantastic. It's a very well mixed album. Very well mixed album. Yeah. Love the production. And now it's making me wanting to get into dungeon synth. So yeah, that's my number three pick. Blue Nothing by Worm. Love it. Jake, what you got at number three? My number three pick. I actually don't have a physical <laughs> copy of it. It's actually in the mail on the way. I should have got a copy of it when I could, but uh, mm-hmm. it is by a band from Sydney, Australia called Speed, and the EP is called Gang Called Speed. And if you look on Flat Spot Records, one of the coolest hardcore current labels, them and Triple B, by far the best, in my opinion, going right now. If you're looking for a new hardcore band, that you and you haven't heard of Speed, please check them out. Their music videos that they've released to Not That Nice and their newest song, One Blood We Bleed. I mean, amazing video, amazing visuals, and they're a great fucking band. Great production, heavy as hell, good songs. And if a uh, standout track to me is Big Bite or Another Toy. Great. And then there's a instrumental called Every Man for Themselves, and it's like a minute and 45 seconds long, and it just it face melts or crushes mm-hmm. you. So my number three pick is Speed, a gang called Speed. Gang, gang called Speed. Speed. Yeah, it really put you through the ringer, man. Like I'm, I'm pretty excited for Speed. I, yeah, yeah, I hope I, I hope they tour more in the United States, and if they come anywhere near close to St. Louis, I will be there without a doubt. <laughs> Let's do it, Speed. Let's make a St. Louis appearance happen. We'll come see I you. Hope so oh, we'll yeah. get that waxing on ATI exclusive interview. Yeah. Alrighty, guys, are we ready for number two? We're already at number two. What do you got, Jake? We'll go back to you again with number two. It's an EP, and I don't have a physical copy of it. I should have, you know, got it while, you know, I could. I should have done the pre-order, and I didn't think, you know, it sold out like that. And that is Lowest Form of Animal off Rise Records by Kublai Khan. If you didn't know, I love Kublai Khan, and they released a five-song EP this year. What's the name of that band again? Kublai Khan. Oh. TX. I I don't think you talked about them enough earlier. What's their name again? Yeah. (laughs) Kublai Khan. (laughs) Yeah. From uh, Texas. Every track is a banger. Check out Swan Song. Check out Resentment, Dynasty. I think the the fourth track's called Taipan or something like that. I can't pronounce it. And then uh, I said Dynasty, Re- Resentment, Loyal to None. That's the that, Those are the five tracks. 14, 15 minutes long, all bangers, all just hits you in the teeth. And, you know, they have great lyrics, great vocals. Can't say enough good things about Kublai Khan. Uh, lowest form of animal. Okay, check it out. Kubla Khan. Kubla Khan. All right, got the yes. What's this? Kubla Akata Matata. Akumana Matata. All right, got it. Got it right here. All right, Ridge, what you got at number two? My number two was a really heavy one for me, but it is God's Country. Oh yeah. By Chat Pile. Oh yeah. Man. Good old Oklahoma City noise rock. Yes, sir. But I mean, this this is a heavy album lyrically. I mean, dealing with like a lot of the like the feelings from the pandemic, like hopelessness and climate change, capitalism, and then just the overall feeling of just going off the deep end mentally. 
to me yeah. too. It had that that it's just like this is what it sounds like. Like especially on the last track on Grimace jpeg jpeg yeah (laughs) which is a great fantastic fantastic title a great twitter follow also yes (laughs) but i mean they just they come right at you like with the first track slaughterhouse and it just never lets lets up i mean like you get a little bit of kind of relief in pamela but then after that it's just yep we're gonna come through you with some Almost, I would say, like new metal kind of guitar work at times. Yeah, which there's a breakdown that says it. sounds like "Did My Time" oh, yeah, by Corn. Did my time. I'm yeah. sorry, that's <laughs> but, not a shot. I just I dude, think it's cool. Dude, it works perfectly. Their whole sound is amazing. This is I, I couldn't ask for a better release. I mean, if you like Kin Mode, give these guys a shot. Like for sure, love them. God's Country by Chat Pile. It was a definitely a. Uh, uh, helped me in kind of some times when I needed it and everything, but it's really good. That's my number two pick. That's the that's the one of the big boys chat pile. Ooh. Number two. That that would be an honorable <laughs> mention for me. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that one for some reason like slipped off so when good. I was making my top ten. Like, it's a good album. Kid mode. Saxophone. No, sexy saxophone on it. Mm-hmm. I had an opportunity to write a review for V13 Canadian Multimedia website. I shared it on the ATI podcast, episode 36, read it live on the show open in the air. So uh, refer to that or uh, go to V13, search for Kin Mode, and I am the person who wrote the review of the album. Yes, you were. I do love me some Kin Mode. They are one of my favorite heavy bands. Again, we talked about them earlier. Top three heavy band for me. So Converge, Cave In, and Kin Mode are my top three favorite heavy bands that are out there doing it and kid mode never disappoints they've always got elements of jesus lizard kind of that noise rock type stuff but also they mix in moments of botch and converge and on this album even they're doing some nine inch nails type stuff and this this album really brings the variety i love a love letter i love throw your phone in the river i love but they respect my tactics i love lost grip so there's even songs that sound like Isis, the band on here as well on this album. And there's a song that sounds like Melvin's, like anything that I like on the <laughs> spectrum and the heavy music, these guys are doing on this album. Mm-hmm. You cannot go wrong with Ken Mode. You can't go wrong with the Madison's brothers, Canadians, pretty stand up fellers. And I mean, what else is there to say? Art of Act Records. And that's their own record label that they put this stuff out on. And I've had a lot of social media exchanges with them, DMs and stuff too. Seem like great, cool guys. I just wish they could tour longer than three weeks at a time so they could come to more dates in Missouri yeah. where we could actually or see them because closest they came was like five hours away. So, But yeah. uh, Kin Mode is definitely a priority to see in the future. Eight tracks, 35 minutes, easy, quick listen. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right. Hell yeah. All right, gentlemen. We're at the perilous moment. Of number one. Number one. Ooh. It's going to make or break us. So, Jake, hit us. Number one. No surprise if you know me at all. Uh, the day this came out, it immediately was like, this is the album of the year. It's like, no doubt, no m- doubt in my mind. And that is No Pressure's first album. Mm-hmm. T- self-titled, No Pressure. Uh, wearing the shirt. The shirt came in this weekend, just right in time for the episode. And if you love 90s, skate punk 90s pop punk if you love early blink these guys are doing it the best by far you got parker cannon from the story so far 
if you uh, are familiar with that band. Uh, you got Pat, who's also in Light Years, a guitar player. And you have Harry, who's a drummer of the hardcore band Regulate. And it's an amazing, like I said, if you love like early blink, like, like uh, Enema of the State, Dude Ranch, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket era, and it also has a little bit of grit to it, you Mm -hmm. will love No Pressure. 20, 23 minutes, 10 songs, no skips, perfect in every way. I can't say enough great things about it. One Way Trip is a banger. That's probably my favorite song. A close second would be Sour. And then actually, you know what? Maybe my maybe my favorite track is the last track, Save Your Spot. Great lyrics. And if you really like that nostalgic old school style of pop punk, skate punk, you will be a fan. And they are doing it well. And they're actually they're it's so crazy to me. They're touring like hardcore bands. They're like touring with like Paint of Truth. They're doing shows with Regulate in Australia. And they played Sound and Fury. And I I'm just curious as to what the crowd, you know, because at Sound and Fury you had Speed and God's Hate and all these bands, and then you have no pressure. Like I, I kind of love that that's perf- like a perfect, you know, sure. like uh switch up palette cleanser. Yeah. So uh no pressure, self-titled, and I hope, hope that they come close to St. Louis, but I, I'm not holding my breath, but I hope so. <laughs> All right. Where are they from? I'm they're, they, I mean, they're from, uh, Parker Cannons from California. Oh, okay. Uh, Regulate is from New York. So I'm assuming, I don't, All I'm, right. I'm assuming Harry's from, uh, New York and I'm not sure where it's kind of like a, not a super group, but just a guy that it's like a pandemic kind of project. I feel like they released it randomly the, the summer of the pandemic, like a four song, five song demo EP. And they kind of like, they don't have social media. They don't have nothing. They don't want to like, they'd want to do like no barricade shows. They want to do small shows, get back to their, their roots, you know, especially Parker Cannon playing in the story so far plays a lot of bigger shows. Yeah. So, um, they have no social media. They got a band camp though, and uh, you can buy their stuff on Triple B Records. So check them out. No pressure. Perfect yeah. to me. <laughs> Alrighty, what you got, Ridge? Number one. My number one, number one top album of the year to me, which is gonna throw a wrench into everything. It's "Love the Stranger" by Friendship. Definitely, definitely not a death metal album. <laughs> or a metal album at all. <laughs> oh, I like that. There you like go. You, you get crowd good. support. Crowd support. Man. Basically. Ooh, oh, they're really oh, getting it. Oh, look at that. God album. damn, Rich. <laughs> all right. Mm-hmm. Boy, okay. real cloud pleaser. So, <laughs> so friendship is basically um, like a kind of ambient alt country folk indie band. I seen him a long time ago at a house show in Columbia and it was one of the best weekends I'd ever had in my life. Like a lot of good friends, a lot of good memories made seeing them like near blacked out. Well, I was near blacked out and I wasn't there. So that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah. Thanks Rich. In this basement. (laughs) It was a wild time and we went hooning afterwards and everything too. But, uh, (laughs) soundboards run a little late on that one. (laughs) (laughs) like i mean yeah they do have the name like or like kind of in that alt country kind of genre but there's just like this overall kind of like impending doom vibe with the way that like the vocal delivery is done and lyric wise that definitely helped me out a lot it was a calming record like anytime like anxiety was yeah peeking its head and everything like that i could throw this album on and everything was all right. 
they did like they come right in with saint bonaventure uh, there's actually one song on this the next on the second track uh what's the move i've never been a fan of it and i don't know why like i as soon as i hear the track i skip it it's the only track on this album that i'm just like nope but they the way they they do a bunch of these like 20 to 30 second sounds in between songs and the way that like the whole album kind of flows together those guide you into each song and it's really nice but it's definitely like got that midwest feel yeah very 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 good they have a really good cattle decapitation cover on that album too yeah and then they do a skinless cover too but (laughs) (laughs) you're not serious are you They don't really cover cattle decapitation. <laughs> we'll be here all week. No, no, no. I was like, <laughs> no. what? But I mean, it's, I love it. Like everything about this band I've loved for a long time. <laughs> but I mean, this like the lyrics are always kind of like thoughts of conversation with people and Midwest humor and like calamity. And it's very, very stellar. I've always loved everything that they've done. That's that's mine. That's my number one. Not a metal album. That's all right. I love that's it. Fine. I've listened to this record. Nothing wrong with variety. So many times. Hey, dude. I, think this was I had non-metal picks, picks in my stuff. So <laughs> half my shit wasn't I, metal. That's usually, I mean, like most of my picks in this besides like Fleshwater are all all pretty bangers, heavy bangers. But love the stranger. Surprise. Friendship. Oh. oh, hey, we already talked about this, hey. but there's that one. <laughs> yeah. So chat piles, God country was my number one, nine tracks, 40 minutes. I like slaughterhouse. I like why I like the mask. I like don't care if grimace smoking weed JPEGs, another great one. <laughs> and of course my wife's name, Pamela. And I love Pamela. <laughs> That's for you, Pammy. <laughs> A wink and a nod. Oklahoma city. This is literally a guy having a mental breakdown on audio, and I can relate mm-hmm. to it on so many levels. And there's so many, again, some Jesus Lizard vibes here, but also Ridge and Jake mentioned this straight up old school corn riffs going on, as especially the production piece of it sounds like very early corn, I feel like. Definitely. But that's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a good no. thing. It adds to it. No, we're fans of them over here. <laughs> the thing that stood out about chat pile immediately to me when I first heard them was the production quality that they, they come at stuff, their, their approach, particularly the drums. It sounds like I actually liken them. I think I, my first comment to Ridge was that they were like God flesh meets old corn and maybe yeah. a little bit of Jesus lizard in there Hell and maybe yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. of, you know, faith no more, but not like the singing aspect of it, but just kind of the more gloomy tracks that they have. And there's just like so many cool influences going on here, but kind of uniquely sounds like its own thing as well. So just the emotion that's behind this and Ridge, you made this comment whenever this album came out in its entirety, because you had asked me, it was within 24, 48 hours if I had gotten a chance to listen to it entirely yet. And I said, yes. Right. And you said to me, it was such an awakening. Like it was so devastating. Like, you know, it had such yeah. an impact on you and, and really that's literally what my, you know, first reactions were after listening to it from start to finish. I mean, I had some expectations and they released a few tracks early, Um, you know, Slaughterhouse in particular. I was jamming that, you know, the minute that it came out, but yeah, fantastic album. Can't go wrong. Another band that is a must see for me. Wish we could have solved them with 
Ken Mode. That would have been a hell of a show, without question. But my album of the year, God's Country by Chatpile. Solid pick. There we go. Oh, yeah, dude. And it's on a really slick tape. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's got that gold print on that just yes, sir. baby blue. I got the CD. Oh. I got the CD in Oklahoma City, actually, at a record store. I was very excited to see their CD at a local record store there. So good stuff. Yeah. Artwork is amazing. Like, it's just what you would see anywhere in the Midwest. Well, I mean, too, we are familiar with, you know, like chat piles, <laughs> you know, yeah, being in the mineral area. Over there. Yeah. Not too far from Ridge's house. So I don't know. There's just like so much going on with the band that I feel like we can relate to, too, that makes them even more likable in that respect. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys have like a semi-familial connection there, right? Like, that isn't your cousin like familiar with these guys, like worked with yeah, one of them our, or something? Yeah, our cousin is friends with the the vocalist. Okay. Uh, they work together and then I, they think they do like some movie stuff or I can't remember. Like, Very cool. He was at some uh, event that uh, the dude from Chat Pile was doing a while back. Oh, another unique thing about them too, if people haven't followed them on their social media, they do a lot of really cool little vignettes and stuff. And they, mm-hmm. you can see it on their Spotify too. That a lot of artists are starting to do this. And that's another thing. I could even go back to the crosses released this year, kind of the marketing that went behind it, like the little video reels that they're putting up now with singles yep. on Spotify and stuff. It's like, that is the new music video. Now that's what most people are seeing. It's kind of the visual uh, advertisement, if you will, for the album. And mm-hmm. like, you know, they had some pretty cool ass, marketing going on with this album and it's so diy still yet but it just these guys came to the big leagues to knock it out of the park with this yeah man like the video for slaughterhouse is intense Ooh, it's good they had the opportunity to score an album this year as well the 10 killer mm-hmm. yeah 10 killer their score film i should All say right. and he uh actually starred the vocalist too yeah it was pretty pretty entertaining it was a fun fun trip how you guys feel about your list? Pretty confident about them? Feel good? Pretty confident. I'm sure that I'll go back a few months later and be like, damn, why didn't I put the new tear on there? Damn, why didn't I put the new this on there? But, you know, as of right now, I'm pretty confident. I have obviously other honorable mentions, but I didn't want to put out a long, long list because sure. I just wanted to be like, realistically, these are the albums that I listen to the most. But there's a lot. there was a lot of great albums this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. Timing of releases, too. I think it impacts your picks, kind of the the setting that you're in whenever you listen. Because there's some albums that I listen to at first that I kind of passively listen to personally that I feel like probably if I went back and gave them another try, they probably would ultimately land higher on my list, maybe even crack the top 10. But I know just like some of these albums struck me at the right time emotionally, you know, Chat Pile album being one, Rich, Rich kind of already kind of said that for him as well. So guys, first collab of a year end list. Let's keep it going. Oh, yeah. Right. Absolutely. We'll see you back 20, here next year. 2023 is already starting off with a bang. I got like several mm-hmm. things that I am pre-ordering, pre-ordering and um, gearing up for. So new obituary re- album, new obituary, new Metallica, new steel paint, new Metallica, new mm-hmm. steel Panther coming new oh, anti-flag yeah. next month, new story of the year next month. I think new Emerosa. I've already, I got all kinds of stuff I'm <laughs> pre-ordering for next month. So look at you. Play a play. Getting ready. Geared up for 2023. 100% guys. (laughs) I feel pretty good with our list. So as we mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to be publishing 
our list. You can check out our list. I'm going to do a little visual component as well, promoting some of this stuff. And then we're also going to have a playlist out there. If you guys want to tackle that playlist, check out some of the albums as well on our list uh, that we presented for you all today in, in our case. And even if you just get the opportunity, you know, oh, time's limited. Let me just go and listen to this song. We try to provide some of our favorite tracks on the albums as well. But those are our favorites. So if you do get a chance to give each album a chance, a, a bit of your time. Maybe there's something on there that you like more. So feel free to get on our social media comment about with what tracks that you guys liked as well. And uh, we appreciate any of our listeners, viewers, likes, follows as usual. And you can continue to find Waxing on RJ on the ATI podcast YouTube channel. Let's go. Where yeah. they have their own specific playlist in chronological order. So even if you haven't caught mm-hmm. the episodes up till now, you can start that playlist Go from A to Z and stay up to date. This will also drop a variety too. Yes, yes, absolutely. And we do try to bring a variety on the musical aspect with waxing on with RJ as well as the ATI podcast. So this will also land on the ATI podcast feeds that'll be put out there and you'll be able to find it on both of our video playlists. Guys, it's been a pleasure this evening. I think we knocked it out of the park. Always, absolutely. Yeah. Great yeah. time. Can't wait for uh, to, it to be released to the people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these bands to love our love. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Big big circle jerk going on. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> Let's follow Waxing on RJ on Instagram. Follow the ATI podcast at the ATI podcast on Instagram to stay up to date with everything we got going, guys. Until next time, y'all stay safe out there. See ya. Hey, this is Josh from ATI Podcast. For show updates and news about the podcast, follow us on social media. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast 22 on Twitter at podcast underscore ATI, on Instagram at the ATI Podcast, on TikTok at ATI Podcast. DMs are always welcome. Have a question for the show? You can always email us at atipodcastquestions at gmail.com. Stay safe out there. Man, my parents are strict. Mom and dad were strict. My mom and dad once made me smoke an entire pack of cigarettes. An entire pack of cigarettes in one sitting. Just to teach me an important lesson about brand loyalty. (laughs) I learned a lot from my parents, especially my dad. Like I'll never forget The first time I ever got a bad report card in school. First time I got a bad report card in school, I brought it home, I gave it to my dad, and my dad beat me. Beat the hell out of me. But I learned something. Because the next time I got a bad report card in school, I brought it home, and I gave it to my mom. (laughs) Let her take the hit. (laughs) People ask me, what was it like? What was it like to take your friend to get her abortion? It was boring. I don't know why I thought it was gonna be fun and exciting. But trust me, the only person more disappointed than me that day was the baby, right? This is Barrett from the ATI Podcast. Each week, Josh and I discuss current events, pop culture, music, TV, movies, politics, sports. Nothing is out of bounds. You can also tune in to learn about rising artists, small businesses, 
Whether it's music, graphic design, filmmaking, or even a brick-and-mortar mom-and-pop shop, we will be spotlighting folks and their endeavors. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Anchor, or anywhere you enjoy your podcast. Just search ATI Podcast. We would like to thank you for your continued support. And as always, please stay safe out there.